welcome to Just One More with Joanna and Daphne, a fitness and nutrition podcast for normal people who want to be more awesome. If you have trouble deciding between Just One More Cupcake and Just One More Kettlebell Swing, this is the podcast for you. I'm Joanna Shaw-Flam. I'm an actor, a comedian, and a normal person. And I'm Daphne Yang. I'm a certified personal trainer, certified nutrition counselor, and the creator of Hit It, New York's ultimate high-intensity interval training workout. Before we begin, remember to talk to your doctor or medical practitioner before starting any workout or nutrition plan. Uh, very exciting news. We are now on Spotify. Uh, you can hear all of our episodes there starting right now. Actually, starting before now because it will be a while between when I record this and when it goes up. But the point is, you can find us on Spotify. Just search for Just One More with Joanna and Daphne and click follow. And all, all of our episodes will appear there uh, at the same time they appear everywhere else. So early Monday morning. This is a big deal. Yeah. It's a huge deal. Like, we are on Spotify. <laughs> I love like Spotify. Katy Perry, Rihanna, and us. <laughs> and Daphne and Joanna. That's right. Um, yeah. And then when people search for us on Spotify, because I was making sure to follow us yes. on Spotify. Just one more podcast. I feel like just one mm. more podcast with Joanna and Daphne is what people have to search for because I searched for just one more There's and we didn't come up. Terrible. So how do we... Well, I think we can, if yeah. you include our names, we'll, we'll pop yeah. up because I did do a little searching. Um, but hey, the but, more yeah. of you who follow us, yes. the higher we'll pop up in the search rankings. Do you have a Spotify account, Joanna? I do. I, I love family, Spotify. Family plan. Oh, very nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like Spotify all the way. Yeah. That's my, we, that's my They jam. don't pay us. We should be clear. <laughs> We're we just be on very there. <laughs> we don't work for them. We are just very proud. That's true. Um, so uh, check us out. Um, today, we are talking about a part of the body that is near and dear to my heart and wallet uh, because of all the money <laughs> I have spent on trying to fix mine over the years. We're talking about shoulders. Um, a lot of people have shoulder problems, especially as they get older. Um, I have had uh, a long-term shoulder problem, so we've spent many hours uh, in this room and others talking about my shoulders. Um, And so I thought it would be good to talk about what shoulders are, what are they made up of, um, what they sort of do for us in our bodies, um, what the common problems are and what to do about them, and then how to work our shoulders Mm -hmm. so they're nice and strong. Yeah, shoulder injuries are super common too because it's a joint. Mm-hmm. So, and I'll get more into joints as we progress in this episode, but yeah. <laughs> especially after our CBD episode, um, that's really funny. So yeah, joints can be very vulnerable because that's uh, generally a part of the body where one bone attaches into another bone and there's always something called a ball and socket. So it's where a lot of movement happens from and when we have a part of our body that has a lot of range of motion. It's just more opportunity to essentially aggravate it. So I can't wait to talk about how we keep our shoulders super healthy and happy. Cool. So, well, let's talk more about the anatomy of the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing, an experience that I had, um, so I injured my shoulder uh, over time. It was an overuse injury um, from waiting tables because the place that I waited tables Um, You serve from the left and clear from the right, which means that when you're clearing plates with your right hand, that you're then stacking them up on your left arm. So I was carrying a lot of weight on my bent left arm. And uh, eventually I got to the point where I like couldn't hold my cell phone up to my ear without having like shooting pain down the side of my arm. Uh, And I was like, I'm 26. This is not normal. 
Um, so I went through PT and blah, 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 had a whole journey. I've been through a couple different rounds of PT. Um, but one thing a physical therapist told me once, because I didn't really have a diagnosis of like exactly what was injured in my shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing they told me was a lot of people with shoulder stuff don't have a diagnosis because they don't actually know what's wrong because there's so much stuff in there that basically like once something gets irritated everything gets irritated and it's kind of hard to know what the actual initial problem was Mm -hmm. so i want to talk about all the stuff that's in there Mm -hmm. what's in our shoulders yeah there's a lot of stuff in our shoulders so we'll start with the bones uh when it comes to yeah (laughs) start with the bones that's a good place to begin So oftentimes when people think of the shoulders, like if everyone, if you give yourself a hug right now, like cross your arms over your chest, you can grab on to your shoulders. And oftentimes we think that this is all there is, right? It's like the part of your body that's shown in a cold shoulder shirt. Yes, in a cold shoulder sweater. Yes. Which are my, one of my favorite, favorite styles. However. They look so good on you and I think they're ridiculous. (laughs) Thanks, Joanna. So I take this perfectly good piece I, of clothing and take put some holes in it. Your nephew really like you. I know. <laughs> Daphne wore a cold shoulder sweater to Matt's birthday once, and my nephew like wouldn't stop touching Daphne's shoulders. That's so funny. <laughs> He's like, "What is this? It's the dead of winter, and there's skin peeking through." Yep. <laughs> so yes, the cold shoulder. So we oftentimes think that that's the only part of our shoulder. However, the shoulder is comprised of so many other parts. So the human shoulder is made up of three bones. The first is our clavicle, which is our collarbone. So everyone pretend like you're showing off your collarbones and just like tap on them. Yeah. So the collarbone is the first muscle or sorry, the first bone that makes up the shoulder, the shoulder um, joint. Then we have our scapula. So this is our shoulder blade. So everyone, if you kind of like reach over your shoulder or like if you go over yeah and then reach for your upper back Mm -hmm. you'll feel there's like a hard muscle not the squishy part of your traps or your neck but like back that bone is your scapula that's like what my mom referred to as bat wings yeah yeah yeah. they look like bat wings They, they totally look like bat bat wing wings so that's your shoulder blade and then the third bone that makes up the shoulder is it's called our humerus <laughs> and it is your upper arm bone. Got it. So these three bones are what make up the human shoulder and they all attach together in a joint. So all of these bones, they exist and then they're t- attached together by a shoulder joint. And it's a ball and socket joint that allows your arm to rotate in kind of a circular motion. Yeah, we can really um, move our arms a lot of different directions. Oh my like, gosh, yes. I was thinking about the knee. Like, the knee basically can, like... It just goes forward like, and back. Go, yeah. But the arms... Yeah. So the knee is just extension and flexion or bending and straightening. It shouldn't go laterally. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's a bad sign. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad sign. So, uh, so everyone, if you're sitting at home right now, or if you're on the subway, or if you're in the car, don't let go of the steering wheel. <laughs> but you can, you'll notice you can make big arm circles with your arms. You and I are totally doing yep. that right now. And your arms can hinge out and away from your body, so you can like raise your arms up, like up in the to air. a T. Yeah. You can hold your um, arms up in the air like you're, like, super surprised, like someone <laughs> caught you. And yeah. you hold your arms up in the air, and then you can rotate your hands under you and above you. So it's pretty amazing how much mobility we have 
in our shoulder joint if it's healthy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so so the, the joint capsule is a soft tissue that kind of envelopes and encircles this joint, and it's what attaches the scapula and the humerus and also um, the, the head of your, your biceps. So it's, it's one of those incredible parts of our body that we do a lot with. <laughs> However, because we do so much with it, uh, we have to make sure we keep that joint as safe as we possibly can. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what's actually making those muscles and joints move around? Or I'm sorry, those bones yeah. and joints move we around? We have muscles. Muscles. Yeah. So now I'll talk about the muscles in the, in the shoulder. So when it comes to shoulder muscles, we actually have quite a few of them. And the ones that people seem to always talk about, everyone uses this term delt. Right. Uh, yeah. Like, have you delt my delts? Yeah, yeah. Bro. Like, like I'm gonna work my I'm gonna work my delts. Yeah. But uh, when it comes to shoulder anatomy, the shoulder is comprised of more parts than just the deltoid. So, that being said, the largest of the shoulder muscles is called the deltoid. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a really big triangular muscle and it covers the top of your joint and this is what gives your shoulder its rounded off shape. It's so like the it's, shoulder pads of your exactly. bones. Exactly. That's the best way to put it. So this, this <laughs> There muscle, could be no better way. <laughs> <laughs> so this muscle, it's like a large triangle and it rounds off at your shoulders. It stretches across the top of the shoulder from the cav- clavicle to the front to the scapula in the back. So if you were to put your hand on your clavicle and then run your hand along the top of your body and then go backwards, that is all deltoid. So it's like a big triangle. Yeah, like wraps around over top of your shoulder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there are other parts of the shoulder too, and it gets a little bit more technical here. There's something called an infraspinatus, and Ooh. I hear this term, term quite a bit. My acupuncturist talks about this um, all the time. And this is the muscle that helps with raising and lowering the upper part of your arm. Hmm. Yeah. So lifting it up in front of you, lifting your arms up in front of you for a forward shoulder raise, lifting your arms to the side for a lateral shoulder raise. That is your um, infraspinatus. And then we also have some, and then we have other bicep and tricep muscles, which we've talked about, which are a part of your arm. But another, another big muscle group that, is is a part of the shoulder function is actually your your pec muscle. Ah, so yeah, and we, we talked, talked about this yeah, in our we've talked chest about episode. This. And the reason why I'm bringing this up right now is because it attaches to your shoulder, and so it's important in terms of movement. So your pec, it's it's a large kind of fan shaped muscle, and it stretches from your armpit up to your collarbone, and then down and across your lower chest region, and then it connects to the sternum, which is your breastbone. And so the reason why this is important is because it it connects everything. And so when it comes to range of motion, we are able to move our shoulders um, in different ways because also of our pectoral muscles. Cool. Yeah. So those are the muscles. It's all connected. It is all connected. Yeah. So shoulders can be, shoulders can be sensitive, but it's actually a pretty, a pretty, uh, when it comes to strengthening them, we can strengthen them easily. However, and you probably have experience with this because of your shoulder injury, 
Rehab sometimes takes a while. Yeah. And the reason is because we use our arms so much in day-to-day life. Yeah, it's pretty hard to rest your shoulders. Yeah, exactly. Because if you need to, like, eat food... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. involves bringing food up to your face. Definitely. And I feel like even sometimes holding a cell phone, um, holding or doing computer work, that affects your shoulders. Totally. Yeah. So it's important to train the shoulders, not just so we have sexy shoulders <laughs> for when we are for when we are wearing cold shoulder tops. <laughs> but it's important to have strong shoulders because when we train our shoulders appropriately, we increase the range of motion, we increase the 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 flexibility of the or just the like the elasticity of the tendons and we keep the ligaments healthy so that's why it's important to do stretches and shoulder exercises and also use our shoulders in an appropriate way because that's ultimately what keeps them very healthy with shoulder injuries they, they can happen two ways uh, an acute in- injury or a, like a, a non-acute injury so mm-hmm. an acute injury is someone who takes a hit on um, a football team and then they maybe fracture something right in their shoulder. one thing happens that causes the injury yes and a chronic injury so that's the other word yeah, that's like, what I had Joe and I literally all said acute obtuse, obtuse. I was, obtuse I, I, my brain went into geometry mode for <laughs> a second I was like that's not where I'm going with this so the uh, so the chronic ones that comes from overuse so I think the the best example of this is your waitressing job. Yep. Yeah. And you're, we're still dealing with that. Yeah. Like, how many years later? Right? I've been out of that job for eight years. Yeah. <laughs> but it just goes to show, I mean, the shoulder is, it's the largest and it's the most complex joint in the body. So when it does get injured, it does take quite a bit of time to heal. But mm-hmm. if you do things appropriately, then it will heal and we can keep our shoulders happy and healthy. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, it's interesting what you pointed out about just just how much we use our shoulders. Um, is that they're really in, like they're involved in everything we do in day to day life. Anytime you're um, typing or eating or washing your hair mm-hmm. or like yeah. you know um, lifting your kid or any of that stuff, driving the car, um, we put a lot of um, uh, use into our shoulders. Um, and so uh, they're very important to take good care of. Yes, they are. Um, so we've talked about sort of why so many people have shoulder problems. Mm-hmm. Although one thing that I wanted to bring up when you talked about like how sitting at the com- computer can be hard. Mm-hmm. We're both adjusting we're, yeah, ourselves yeah, no, right now. We keep uh, adjusting our posture. But one thing that you've talked about before is um, how with the way that our lives are lived now, we tend to sort of... Um, curve forward yeah. because we're front dominant mm-hmm. and like we're doing all this stuff where our shoulders are hunched over and we're like curled over our computer or curled yeah. over our phones or curled over in the car and um my understanding is that just those postural things can have a big effect on our shoulders oh absolutely yeah mm-hmm. when we have rounded shoulders so this would be this would totally fall into the the category of chronic mm-hmm. yeah because what happens is when we we throw everything out of alignment when we are doing things the human body's not technically designed to do, which is being on computers all the time and being on our phones all the time. And that really does affect our shoulders. That affects mm-hmm. our shoulder joints. And that also does cause tension in parts of the upper back. And that bleeds into all the muscles 
in the shoulder group. Yeah. yeah. But like when I do a lot of computer work, my um, traps get really tight. Mm-hmm. And then that starts to lead to me having shoulder pain because it starts pulling. When you have a tight muscle up there, it starts to pull on stuff and get things out of alignment and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. So another thing I do want to talk about too is this word that people throw around pretty frequently and mm. it's the rotator cuff. Yeah, what's okay. the rotator cuff? So the rotator cuff is a group of four muscles that stabilize the shoulder and allow it to move. So the rotator cuff kind of serves as this like sleeve that a sleeve that kind of lets a ball spin and roll while remaining on a T. So that's like the that's the visual uh-huh. I want you to think. So you have a like a like you're playing softball with a kid you have that stick the t the t for the t ball mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then there's the ball on it and the rotator cuff is what allows that ball to stay there and have that ball like move around without it falling off Hmm. so yeah it's which i just have to say is not how t-ball works but no no yeah (laughs) did you ever play t-ball uh I started off with Coach Pitch, uh-huh. which was like one step above T-ball. Did you ever play T-ball? I did not, actually. And now I'm kind of regretting it because oh. that would be useful in this analogy. Eh, it's not that useful. Yeah. <laughs> you have the more useful information of how yeah. the body actually works. So, I'll supply the T-ball info. <laughs> so the names of these four muscles, it's the supraspinatus, infraspinatus, teres minor, and subscapularis. So these are the one, the four muscles that make up the rotator cuff. And once again, it stabilizes the shoulder and it holds the head of the humerus into the cavity to maintain the, the integrity of your shoulder joint. So when we think about the rotator cuff, everyone imagine this, imagine your, the long arm, the, your long arm bone and your rotator cuff is what stabilizes it so that your arm bone stays in the shoulder joint, uh-huh. which is useful. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people who have rotator cuff injuries, a lot of times they come from playing sports. Mm-hmm. Twisting, pulling, or falling are really common ways to aggravate the rotator cuff. Um, and also just repetitive use injuries, once again. So um, waitressing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm yeah. glad you don't do that anymore because <laughs> your shoulders... Me too, for a variety of reasons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not just for... Not just because of shoulder reasons. <laughs> I had a very... I'm very glad I did it. I'm very glad not to have to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Shout yeah. out to my waitstaff friends who are still doing it. You're the real heroes. You're crushing it. You are. Keep your shoulders safe. <laughs> yes. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think in terms of most common issues, rotator cuff, I think, is really common. Um... Uh, sports injuries super common. Uh, yeah. Like falling and like you tried to catch yourself with your arm and it screwed something up in your shoulder. I think yeah. is pretty common. So when it comes to s- some shoulder injuries that are super common, uh, there are a lot, and unfortunately, a lot of them involve tears. <laughs> so we don't we don't like that. Well, so let's talk about impingement first. So impingement is when a, your when a rotator cuff muscle gets very swollen. Mm -hmm. and cramps and what it does is it takes away space between the arm and the shoulder bones and it causes pinching then of course there are muscle strains which are also very common but then there are tears Uh, like a rotator cuff tear occurs when a rotator cuff tendon or muscle is torn and that can be very scary (laughs) that's never fun so shoulders as sensitive as they are um, if we do things carefully and appropriately, we can keep them in a pretty healthy, healthy place. But some other common shoulder injuries are um, 
uh, like a frozen shoulder, and it's when there's a lot of inflammation in the shoulder, and that causes some pain and stiffness. And then there's, of course, osteoarthritis, and that's just wear and tear arthritis, and that occurs with aging, um, rotator cuff tears. I, I mentioned that one, and that's when we tear a muscle or tendon surrounding the top of your arm or the humerus. Um, it could be sudden or that could be overuse. And then dislocation. That's another one we ah. need to talk about. Dislocation. That's when your humerus bone, and I like calling it that, but yeah. your upper arm bone or one of the other bones in your shoulder slip out of position. And so um, oftentimes people talk about hearing a popping sound when yeah. that happens. It's not Ugh. a great sound. Ugh. Yeah. You don't want that Ugh. sound. It like, makes me feel nauseous thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, as I'm like, I tore my ACL. I'm like, I know, oh, you've been through it, but it yeah. doesn't make it sound fun. Yeah. And then there's tendinitis, which is super common. And that's just inflammation of the tendons in the shoulders, rotator cuff. Once again, tendons, we have tendons all over our body. Tendons attach bone to muscle and ligaments attach bone to bone. So uh, tendonitis is when the tendons that are all in our shoulder region get a little inflamed. And then there are, then there's something called the labral tear. And that's when an accident or overuse can cause a tear in the labrum, which is this cuff of cartilage that overlies at the head of the humerus. So imagine eating like a chicken leg. Uh-huh. <laughs> I have a feeling this is going to get gross, so I'm not fully yeah, committing to this imagining. Yeah, I know. Maybe don't imagine it so hard. Okay. But, um, <laughs> Half imagine yeah, eating you know chicken how, like, leg. joints, like, you can see it, like, chicken yeah. joints, like, where the... There's one part of the chicken specifically. Joanna, you might know more about this than me. It's like, <laughs> there's a part of the chicken where... Maybe it is the breast connecting to the thigh. Does that? <laughs> no, no, no. You might no, have no. to go a little further no. with this metaphor before I can I just, help you. I feel like there is a part of the the chicken where <laughs> it's like an L shape. I think oh, it's the that's thigh. the thigh. Yeah, the, the thigh. thigh and the leg. Thank yeah. you. The thigh and the leg. Yeah. <laughs> In case anyone was under the impression that we scripted these podcasts, this should make it fairly clear that we do not. <laughs> Oh, man. So, yeah. once mm-hmm. again, you know, there's cartilage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, imagine. <laughs> I imagine chomp, it's chomping, chomping on that cartilage. That's the Oops. equivalent of a labral tear. Um, yeah. Oh, I want some chicken now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, that is. Um... <laughs> so, a lot of stuff can go wrong. Yeah. Um, and uh, one of the first steps to getting better from a shoulder injury or shoulder pain is talking to someone who can help you sort of narrow down the um, options for what is happening with you. Mm -hmm. Um, So the first thing that I did once I went to a good physical therapist, unlike my first physical therapist, um, was that they did an assessment and Mm -hmm. she um, had me uh, do a bunch of different movements and she watched and assessed how my... um, arms were moving and how the rest of my body was moving. Um, and she also did some hands-on sort of like feeling around in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and she asked me about my pain because that's something that no one else can tell is like where and how something hurts you. Um, and based on that assessment, she was able to say things like, um, sounds like you have a lot of inflammation. I don't think that you probably have a tear, um, blah, blah, blah. Here's some other stuff. Um, based on that, here's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think it's this is a case where I think going to a good physical therapist early on is really helpful. 
Um, because uh, as we've talked about, like your primary care doctor, if you go in and say, my shoulder hurts, they're going to be like, that's too bad. Uh, here are these pain <laughs> Here's some pain medication or yeah. just like take some ibuprofen and call me if it still hurts in six months. Yeah. Um, but for most of us, we can't wait six months to be able to use our arms. Right. Um, and even if uh, the next thing that they would say is like you should go see a specialist, you're going to need an MRI, most insurance is going to say we're not giving you an MRI until you've done a certain amount of physical therapy first yeah. anyway. Mm-hmm. So you may as well just go to the physical therapist yeah. because it's possible that you don't need all that stuff and that physical therapy can really uh, get you where you need to go. Yeah, yeah. Unless you need surgery. Right. It's, yeah. If you have an acute shoulder injury mm-hmm. with, like, extreme the, the pain. physical therapy will help a lot. Yeah, yeah but and you're right. also like, go to your doctor. Yeah, for sure. Because uh, if something does happen and doing some rest ice compression, um, you don't really want to. A little hard to it. elevate yeah, your shoulder. Yeah, don't elevate it. Just some, just lots of ice. If you did fall on your shoulder, or mm-hmm. if it is bothering you, um, when you do go see a doctor, and if they do order some type of test, like if it is pretty severe, and they go right for imaging, an MRI will show some things, and an X-ray will show some things, but there are things that they do not show also. So an X-ray, it. It can show fractures and it can show dislocation, but an x-ray can't diagnose or show any damage to the muscles or tendons or ligaments. Right, because so the x-ray the can right just there. show your, where your bones are, exactly. basically. And whereas where the MRI the can show... Are, someone waits for me. <laughs> What's that from? Where well, the boys are? Where I the boys are, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, yes, we we know our show tunes. <laughs> so an MRI can get some better imaging, but it is really incredible how when it comes to shoulder rehab, say your shoulder is in pain from either sports or overuse or carrying plates or carrying your child or doing way too much computer work, oftentimes increasing the range of motion so doing things to loosen up your shoulder joint doing the appropriate exercises and then foam rolling all aspects of your upper body so your upper backs even rolling out your pectorals Um, i am able to roll out my shoulder deltoid but that's if i go again i stand and i use a ball and i lean against a wall so i'll talk about that in a little bit as well yeah um when I went through my experience and I went to my physical therapist, the goal, my first goal was just reducing the pain. I was mm-hmm. having a lot of pain, and so my first goal was to reduce the pain. Um, and so what we did was a combination of them assessing what was going on with me, giving me exercises to do in the appointments and at home, mm-hmm. and then doing physical work on, uh, you know, the equivalent, kind of like massage, or, but not as relaxing, mm-hmm. uh, but like physical work on my um, shoulder to try to loosen things up. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that combination of things over a period of time made a huge difference for me. And then it got to a place where my pain levels were down by a lot, and my physical therapist, and I thought this was so smart, um, said, what what do you want to be able to do that you can't do yet? Mm -hmm. And then we worked at um, strengthening my shoulder to be able to do that. And for me, it was yoga. I was basically off of yoga for years because doing downward dog and doing um, like 
planks into cobras was too much on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we continued to work on strengthening so that I could do the things I wanted to do. We weren't working towards a diagnosis. Um, that's something that your PT is in some cases, I think they're not even allowed to diagnose you mm-hmm. depending on like yeah. how the insurance stuff works. It's a crazy business. Um, but we weren't, I wasn't looking to get to the point where she was like, well, this, you know, the X part of why ligament is having this experience. But, um, it was about getting my pain levels down and then making sure that I could do what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. That's not going to be the right solution if you have like a tear. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to need more, acute. more yeah, yeah. You're going to need more intervention. Joanna, you're so acute. Uh, Actually, you, you, are. Were, you were chronic. I think you are. Aw, you're chronic to me too, Daphne. <laughs> you are acute chronic. <laughs> so um, if we are either recovered or just pe- normal people who want to be strengthening our shoulders so that ideally we don't have shoulder problems, what are some exercises that we can do to strengthen our shoulders? Mm-hmm. So first things first, starting with mobility. Mm. So... We can call these exercises, but I just like to call this also movement, uh, range of motion, if Mm -hmm. you will, and doing these things a few times a week to increase your mobility to keep your shoulder fluid, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. So it's not, um, so it doesn't feel like it's just like bone on bone in your shoulder, so it's not creaky and achy. So a few big ones are doing big arm circles backwards. We can even try this, like big arm circles backwards. Yeah, it feels really good. So... Does that feel nice? It does. And then big arm circles the other way. So this is all shoulder mobility. It also just happens to be a stretch for your pecs and for your upper back as well. And then doing things like crossover stretches. So this one you see people do all the time. Crossing your arm in front of your chest and then hugging that arm into your chest with the other arm. And then keeping the arm that's straight, super straight, and then hugging it in. You feel a stretch. You Mm -hmm. feel a stretch in the deltoid. So yeah, and even maybe a little bit in the upper back as well. Mm-hmm. So this is we both stretching sides yeah. at the same time. <laughs> you should feel the stretch kind of at the back of your shoulder mm-hmm. and then the side of your shoulder, and um, I'll include some images for these in the show notes. If yeah. you're like you cross the arm with the other what? Mm-hmm. And then I like to also talk about internal and external rotation. So everyone, pretend like you're a robot. And then just kind of hold your arms to your sides like you're a robot. I am a robot. I am a robot, I have robot too. arms. I have robot arms as well. And now robot arms are going to, keeping your elbows tucked into your side, um, open up your robot arms. That's so external. Like, yeah. My elbows are bent and into my sides, but my hands are sticking straight out to exactly. the side. Exactly. I like your jazz hands. Thank you. So that's external rotation. And now bring them in. That's internal rotation. Mm. So even just doing this, like, at your desk, it's so good for your shoulder joint. Doesn't that feel Mm. good? And you almost feel your chest stretching and your upper back activating. So that is internal and external rotation of the shoulder joint. And then there's another thing I like to do in terms of increasing range of motion and in terms of when to do these, whenever you get a chance, really. Mm -hmm. You don't actually even have – these I would consider warm-up moves. Like, you don't even need weights or bands with this. You could, but you don't need it. So now, um, this is called external rotation with your arms abducted to a 90 degree angle. So now, so I'm going to walk you through this. If you have your arms to your sides and you have your robot arms and your elbows are in, now just lift your arms up so that you still have a 90 degree angle bend with your elbows, but now your hands are parallel to the, your whole arm is parallel to the ground. Does that make sense? Hard to describe these, but yeah. Yeah. It's like um, 
My arms are out to the sides, okay, but then uh, my elbows are bent, so my hands are in front of me. Yeah, yeah. There we go. And the palms are facing down. And then down. now, just rotate everything so that your palms are up. And now we look literally Cactus look like arms. Yeah, we literally look like we're like goalposts. Like we have two ninety degree angle bends in our elbows, and our hands are up. And so now bring them back down, and then rotate them back. So this is called external rotation with your arm abducted to a 90 degree angle. And this one, you can even increase that range of motion, get your hands kind of under you, but still keeping that bend in your elbows. So we should just do a video of this. As we should. Yeah, but this one is really good for strengthening the rotator cuff. So I actually have people do that a You've lot. You've had me do it. Yeah, yeah, in my classes. <laughs> and then you can also do things like bicep exercises and tricep exercises and upper back exercises rows are a great one to keep your shoulder integrity in terms of the exercises those are the ones that i would recommend it's funny because when it comes to keeping the shoulder healthy it's not just the things we think about we always think about three exercises when we think of shoulder exercises the shoulder press the lateral shoulder raise and then the anterior shoulder raise the lateral shoulder raises when you have dumbbells and you just lift your arms up to the side. And then the anterior delt raise or shoulder raises when you have dumbbells and you lift your arms up in front of you. But really when it comes to keeping the shoulders super healthy, we still have to do upper back exercises. We have to do chest exercises. We have to do bicep exercises and tricep exercises. And good thing for all of you and all of our other episodes, we have talked about the biceps and the triceps and the upper back and the chest. So we have so many other exercises that you can do. Um, for all those other muscle groups. Totally. Yeah. Um, Let's talk stretching and foam rolling. Yeah, so foam rolling. When it comes to foam rolling, it's actually a little bit challenging to foam roll your actual deltoid. Right. I'm picturing myself like on my side with my arms to my side trying to like balance on Mm -hmm. a foam roller. Yeah, and so foam rolling is really great to get that scapula, like all the upper back muscles. Mm -hmm. And however, I have a technique that works amazingly to actually get the the deltoid, like that side of your shoulder mm-hmm. and then kind of like the back of your shoulder. And what I do is I use a massage ball, but I stand. I don't uh-huh. lie down. So you stand leaning against a wall. You stick the ball on the wall and then you lean your shoulder. Balls on the wall, everybody. Balls, balls, balls to the walls. And then... You rub your body kind of up and down the ball on the wall, and you can get the you can angle your body so that the your back is kind of to the wall and the ball is uh, in the back of your shoulder, mm-hmm. like the rear delt, and then you can get the ball to the middle of your delt. You can even do a little bit of pec rolling. So when it comes to foam rolling the shoulders, it is so possible to use some type of a massage ball and stand. Totally. Um, when I was doing all my PT for my shoulder and stuff, another thing they had me do was lie on a foam roller, like the foam roller going the same direction as my spine, mm, yeah. and then just putting my arms out yes. in a T and letting gravity sort of pull um, gently opening my pecs mm-hmm. um, because I definitely uh, part of my shoulder issue is from curling forward. Yeah, and so um, that wasn't even rolling my pecs or my shoulders, but it uses the foam roller to stretch yeah. my pecs, yeah. and I found that to be really helpful. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's interesting with shoulders. It's oftentimes when we do have a shoulder injury that's more muscular, it's not even just in the shoulder. It's sometimes in like the traps like when you were in so much pain mm-hmm. you felt it 
in your trapezius. Yeah. It went down into your upper back mm-hmm. and it was in your yeah. shoulder. It I was had pain in all sorts of different places at different times. Yeah, it was everywhere. Um, and so that's why when there's muscle pain, generally it's kind of everywhere with shoulders. It's not just isolated to that deltoid. Yeah. But then when it gets like real scary, that's it's in like the ligaments and the tendons and in that rotator cuff area mm-hmm. in that joint in mm-hmm. the ball and socket where your humerus is attached to the clavicle and the scapula. So, yeah. Yeah. But I'm glad you're feeling better, Joanna. Thank you. I really am. And, you know, it gets better and uh, less good at different times. Um, When the weather gets cold, that's hard because, Mm -hmm. you know, I tend to be, like, crunched up more. Yeah. Um, But things that have really helped over the years are a really great physical therapist. Um, I did some uh, massage at like medical massage at that same PT for a while. And that helped a lot. Um, strengthening mm-hmm. so that I was using it correctly when I was using it, which helped take down inflammation other times. And I have to say, I started seeing Dr. Laura, who was a previous guest on the show in yeah. our um, chiropractic episode. Um, and I went to her about something else, but um, we worked on my shoulder mobility too yeah and um I have found that to be super helpful that's awesome yeah Yeah. um chiropractic here is really amazing when it comes to shoulder mobility Mm -hmm. and keeping the bones and the joints and the tendons and ligaments very safe and happy and healthy acupuncture is also really great for Mm -hmm. shoulder yeah for shoulder pain as well yeah because one thing with the um chiropractic care is that um a lot of times the pain is because you're using your shoulder incorrectly, so then it's irritating mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and so one thing that working with Dr. Laura has helped me do is like loosen up the knots and stuff that I had around there yeah. to allow the shoulder to move as it's supposed to move, yeah. which then is sort of like a positive cycle of like when it's moving the way it's supposed to move, then it doesn't get as inflamed and then it doesn't hurt and then I can use it more the way it's supposed to be mm-hmm. used. Yeah, that's really great. Mm-hmm. I'm thrilled. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm thrilled. Yeah, oftentimes I can tell too. I can I can tell just by looking at someone which side they carry their bag on. Totally. Yeah. Yep. Guilty. I, I can see it right away. Mm-hmm. But I guess I have a trained eye for that. But oftentimes you can tell if one person's shoulder is hiked up to their ear and the other one is not. And that is a lot of muscle tightness in the neck and the trapezius and the shoulder. Yeah. And so it's like you're throwing the bones out of alignment because the muscles are so tight. So then the bones get all lifted and then your whole alignment is out of whack. Um, and then oftentimes, too, releasing some of the muscles, the, the bones will start to go back to where it is they're supposed to go. Or you can literally go see Dr. Laura and speed up that process much quick, <laughs> totally. much more quickly. We yeah. should say Dr. Laura also does not pay us. <laughs> both pay her. Um, <laughs> but also, she's worth every penny. She is. Yeah. Looking at this room, I see that we both have our backpacks. Yeah. Oh, I started carrying a backpack. I did too. Oh my gosh. I'm not yeah. saying that I never carry a shoulder bag. Same here. Because yeah. I do sometimes. There are places you don't really want to go with a backpack. Yeah. Um, like formal <laughs> events. Um, but uh, I did invest in a good backpack and like a professional adult lady backpack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for things like today when I was carrying a bunch of recording equipment. Yeah. And it makes a big difference. So for me, it is a game changer lugging home groceries. Ah. Well, first of all, that backpack, I can fit so much in there. <laughs> it's like a Mary Poppins bag. Wow. And it's amazing because I, I can put all the heavy stuff in there 
then throw everything else in a tote or two and yeah. then carry so I, I love how we're talking about this as if like oh like we invented, yeah, backpacks. We invented backpacks and now <laughs> I never have to carry groceries meanwhile I have a backpack and two bags right. that I'm carrying over either both shoulders or but you put the heaviest uh, stuff in the but backpack you put the heaviest stuff in the backpack but that being said when I'm not carrying groceries it is so cool to not hike up my right shoulder mm-hmm it's crazy. Yeah. And then I realized for me it was bad when I would try to hold my purse on my left shoulder and it just kept sliding down. Uh-huh. That's how <laughs> lopsided I was. And I figured this out a while ago and I've been working to correct that. Also for me, my right shoulder hikes up because I'm on my iPhone all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, interestingly enough, getting a pop socket has helped that so I don't have to grip my phone anymore. Oh, that's the thing that pops off the back of yeah. your phone and mm-hmm. you sort of hold it with your fingers? Exactly. Ah. Yeah. So it was gifted to me and it's changed my life. Cool. I literally have less shoulder pain now. Amazing. Because of it. Um, yeah. Things yeah. you don't think about. So, yeah, things you don't think about. But, um, yeah, so shoulder integrity is important. Shoulder mobility is important. So do those big arm circles and shoulder stretches and focus on internal and external rotation do that like before a workout class to warm yourself up before the instructor you know like during my classes I try to do at least some big arm circles and some shoulder stretches because when we're about to do a million push-ups and (laughs) one million push-ups and a whole bunch of upper body exercises uh, it's the joint that's working yeah you have your wrist yeah you have your elbows but really like it's the shoulder joint that is working so I incorporate those into the workout, and then I always incorporate shoulder exercises. Um, Oh, another amazing shoulder exercise. Reverse flies. A little Uh bit different from a row. So a reverse fly is if you are in kind of like a bent-over position and your arms are in front of you, like you're kind of hugging a big stuffed animal, (laughs) and then you fly your arms out to your side and you squeeze your upper back muscles together, that's getting that whole scapula, that's getting the rear delt. That's why they're called rear delt flies. So that's that's that my one's real last, hard for me. My last favorite exercise. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine that one's like a little bit more challenging. Yeah, but we'll keep we'll keep good. working on it. You can do it without dumbbells. Thank you. Well, uh, to do, I feel like you did a little bit of the takeaway. Oh, but I guess I did. To, to to do a little bit of a takeaway, our shoulders are a combination of three bones and a bunch of muscles, um, and they're what allow uh, and a joint, mm-hmm. um, and that's what allows our arms to move in so many fun different directions. Um, so it's really important because we use our arms all the time in all sorts of different ways. Um, and a lot of people have either acute or chronic shoulder injuries. It's very common. Um, and if you uh, do have um, shoulder pain, uh, go to your doctor just to make sure that you've got your bases covered. But then uh, also PT can be really helpful to help figure out what's going on and um, help you strengthen the things that need to be strengthened and loosen the things that need to be loosened. Um, and uh some exercises for uh, normal folk who want to be working on those shoulders. Um, We can be doing our stretches where we're um, either doing arm circles or rotator cuff uh, mobility things that we described. We're just like waving our arms around in the room. Sounds good. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Rows, uh, reverse flies, a bunch of other things uh, that are all helpful. And for rolling them out, Daphne recommends the balls to the wall method where you put a ball on the wall between you and uh, the wall and then you just sort of like move your shoulder around to, to get in there. Cool. Uh, That's a great takeaway. Thanks, Daphne. Yeah. This is a feature
feature we call Best Choice, where I talk to Daphne about a restaurant that is all over the country, and she helps us decide um, how to make a great food choice if we are stuck eating there. Um, and as we always say before these, if going here is a special treat for you and you want to get something that is super indulgent, do that. We don't care. Um, enjoy yourself. Uh, but the, the point of this uh, segment is to say like, if this is a place that you end up going a lot and maybe it's like not a super fun treat for you, <laughs> um, like maybe you have a partner for whom this place is a super fun treat and so you end up getting dragged along <laughs> or you are on the road a lot and this is a place that's available. Um, <laughs> maybe you drink too much and this is a place you go for a late night eats. Uh, just talking about today's specific option. Um, we're gonna talk about some ways to get the most nutrition out of your experience. So, today's restaurant <laughs> is Taco Bell. Um, did you ever go to Taco Bell? Do they have them oh, in California? Is oh, it like Joanna. offensive to Californians? Did I go to Taco Bell? <laughs> I lived at Taco Bell for years. Yeah, I grew up loving Taco Bell. And then when I got my license when I was 16, I must have been there about two times a week. Um, and uh, I loved it to this day. I still love the pinto beans with the cheese. Mm-hmm. I would always get the big taco salad because it's this, in this huge, crispy, big shell. Yes. Um, I, would get, I love like, how it's like, how can I get the biggest chip possible? Yes, salad. Exactly. <laughs> um, I loved all the little crispy cinnamon churro things. Yes. And I would always get like the burrito supreme. Um, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I'm having major flashbacks so right now. I like never went with my family, but um, my BFF, Kate, who is my middle school and high school best friend. Shout out to Kate. Um, when we would go to the Mall of America to go shopping together, we would go to the Taco Bell in the food court um, and have Taco Bell for lunch. So I associate Taco Bell with um, my like high school mall experience. Um, so it's a very positive association for me. Uh, <laughs> wow, the menu has changed a lot. Oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah, we're looking at the menu now. Yeah, um, this is amazing. It's way more... There, there are so many more items that you can get now. Yeah. Yeah. There's way more. Like, remember when the Chalupa came out? Yes. Yeah. It's like a trendier menu now. Totally. But, yeah. Um, but, so let's talk about making some more or less nutritious choices. Yeah. Best choice. Chalupa. Just kidding. It's <laughs> not. No? <laughs> it's not. Although I do love me a Chalupa. It's like, what, multiple shells? It's like a It's like a, a puffy deep fried. shell. Ooh, yeah. 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 It sort of (laughs) solves the hard shell, soft shell problem, which is that, like, I like the crunch of a hard shell, but it makes tacos very hard to eat. It's like a chimichanga. Mm, Yes. (laughs) But that's rolled up, so then it's, like, easier. And and to answer your question, yes, as a Californian, even though the Mexican food is amazing in California... Taco Bell's uh, its own Taco Bell is its own... Yeah, it's its own thing. I haven't been in a really long time, so... Well, I know where we're going after this. Maybe I'm due. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so here is your best choice. Doritos Locos Tacos. Yes. <laughs> no? Oh, my gosh. It's so funny, too, like, the partnerships between mm-hmm. major brands. Yeah. And Taco Bell has, like, really leaned into um, being, like, drunk and high food. Oh like, they God. won't say it explicitly, but all of their advertising is directly aimed at late night. Late night open party people. Open till 2 a.m. Which is very smart. Yeah. Um. So anyway, yeah, uh, I have my, my younger sister posted the funniest Insta story the other day. So she still loves Taco Bell and her and her friends, they'll go also like late night. I know uh-huh. in Berkeley where she went to college, that was like a big thing. Um, and then they'll go 
for like early morning hangover food and get like <laughs> big burritos and egg whatever. And so she posted this Insta story of them going through the drive-thru recently. I think this is when we were all at home for Christmas last year. And um, all I hear is <laughs> Delisha, Delisha and her friend going, ah, I hate us. <laughs> <laughs> As they're grabbing the food from the window and then driving away. You don't so have to hate You totally us don't have to hate. Forgetting some Taco Bell. That is so okay. So here is your best choice. They have anything on the menu? You know how we've talked about bowls uh-huh. and how bowls are yes. like the all pick the your rage. Base. Yeah, pick your base. Add so some protein, add some veg. I would get the power menu bowl. Mm, power and, menu, mm-hmm. interesting. Because they have a power menu now, and it is their quote unquote health foods. And um, this is probably what I would get if I was not getting a gordita crunch. I don't even know if they still have the cheesy gordita crunch. If I was not getting the giant taco salad or a burrito supreme i would get the power menu bowl because it's essentially like a burrito bowl Mm -hmm. so it's rice black beans whatever protein you want a whole bunch of lettuce salsa um some guac sour cream and cheese and then you can customize it based on your liking that is boom drop the mic the best choice totally yeah being able to get your protein getting like at least a little bit of veg in there healthy fats Mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah. That totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. Huh. I know. It's Power cool bowl. that they Who have knew? that now. It's you know what Taco Bell. Gorditas, though. <laughs> Cheesy gordita crunch. <laughs> awesome. Uh, thanks, Daphne. Thanks for listening to Just One More with Joanna and Daphne. Our show is hosted by Daphne Yang and me, Joanna Shaw-Flam. We're produced and edited by me. Our theme music is by Hannah vs. The Many, who you can hear at hannahvsthemany.com. We'll be back next week. You can make sure you don't miss an episode by subscribing to Just One More on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Spotify, or whatever you use to listen to podcasts. For show notes, help subscribing, and to join us on Patreon, you can go to our website, justonemorepodcast.com. Let us know what you think. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at justonemorepod, on Facebook at facebook.com slash justonemorepodcast, or you can email us at info at justonemorepodcast.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.